Well, let's get the latest take from um, how uh, Washington is reacting to all of this, uh, these di- diplomatic conversations um, with uh, the PM in uh, Brussels and uh, in Warsaw and Liz Truss in uh, Moscow. Let's bring in our Washington correspondent, Simon uh, Mark. So, um, the President Biden, uh, President Biden and his administration, I guess, waiting a, a briefing from uh, the PM and Liz Truss about how their days have gone today and, and whether there will be a diplomatic outcome to... Um, the crisis. Yes, I mean, I think that's right, Chris. It's a rare day here. We've got no White House press briefing today because President Biden has left town. He's headed off uh, into the wilds of Virginia uh, to try and promote some elements on his domestic agenda, uh, which, of course, is what President Biden really wants to prioritise and wants to be focusing on. He's uh, very intense uh, in his desire not to be distracted on a continuing basis by Russian President Vladimir Putin. And, of course, Russian President Vladimir Putin knows that, which is one of the reasons why he is trying to keep the pressure uh, up, trying to force uh, President Biden into uh, a strategic discussion about the future of NATO and uh, the security of NATO countries and, of course, the security uh, of Russia in Europe. So, uh, while the Prime Minister and the Foreign Secretary have been travelling, I think it's fair to say that the Americans will certainly be interested Uh, in getting a readout of what they heard, uh, both uh, in Warsaw uh, and in Moscow. And, of course, the Prime Minister starting his day in Brussels, meeting the NATO Secretary-General. But at the same time, the White House all week long has been pretty lukewarm on some of these efforts uh, to defuse this crisis diplomatically, particularly those being led uh, by the French President Emmanuel Macron. The White House yesterday saying, we're not really interested in reports of progress being made made and reports that the Russians have uh, said that they plan to de-escalate the crisis. What we want to see is action. And the White House insists that, in fact, what is taking place on the ground is an escalation with the Russians only today uh, beginning joint military exercises with Belarus after flooding uh, troops uh, into uh, its ally there in Belarus, also on uh, Ukraine's border, again raising the spectre of the invasion of Ukraine that the Russians told Liz Trust today they absolutely have no uh, intention of uncorking. So uh, it looks, I think, from Washington's perspective that, uh, you know, as these European efforts continue uh, to try and find a diplomatic path out of this crisis, this is going to be a crisis that the Biden administration and European powers have to learn to live with uh, for many weeks, if not months to come. Indeed, President Macron himself this week said you won't be able to judge the outcome of all of this diplomacy for weeks and possibly four months to come. Uh, and that is an indication of the, the slow burn that is underway here with no expectation that those Russian troops are certainly uh, going to be pulled back en masse from the Ukrainian border anytime soon. And so I just wanted to quickly get your thoughts on something that's happened over here today and, and whether it's had any impact or what the impact is um, across the pond. Um, we've been hearing from a former Prime Minister today, um, Sir John Major, he's been saying that the uh, Partygate scandal in Downing Street has damaged the UK's reputation on the international stage. I asked our Brussels correspondent a little earlier for her thoughts on that, and she um, essentially said that within NATO, um, the UK still has a pretty good standing, um, not so much necessarily within the European Union. But um, in the corridors of power in Washington, um, w- w- what are people saying about where the UK's reputation does stand on the international stage, especially when it comes to big days today when they're discussing di- diplomacy to, to stop a, a massive international crisis like Russia versus Ukraine? 
I, I think it would be naive, Chris, to think that this hasn't done tremendous damage to uh, the standing and reputation of the Prime Minister and his government. I mean, not just in terms uh, of the Partygate revelations uh, that obviously have raised questions about the Prime Minister's future in office, and certainly uh, President Biden and the people around him in the White House are painfully aware that uh, Boris Johnson is still very much walking a tightrope with an uncertain destination awaiting him at the end of it, but also in terms of the level of competence that is being brought uh, to the table. I mean, Sergei Lavrov, the Russian foreign minister, is a wily uh, veteran uh, of meetings with successive foreign secretaries and could barely conceal his disdain at that press conference today uh, for Liz Truss. And there are reports that at one point uh, during the conversation, uh, Mr. Lavrov laid a trap for her, asking her if uh, Britain was challenging uh, Russia's sovereignty over Rostov and Voronezh, without, of course, uh, disclosing to her that Rostov and Voronezh are within Russia. Uh, and uh, she said, according to reports from inside this meeting that are undoubtedly being fueled by the Russians, uh, that absolutely the UK was challenging Russia's uh, claims of sovereignty in that regard uh, and, and fell right into this trap uh, of not having been sufficiently prepared or steeped in the detail for this meeting with Sergei Lavrov. I mean, I, I, I said on Twitter a couple of hours ago, I've interviewed Sergei Lavrov in the Russian Foreign Ministry in Moscow. You do not walk into that room, whether you are the foreign secretary or a reporter or anyone who's about to spend time with this uh, absolute veteran um, sort of Siamese cat uh, of the Kremlin and all of its uh, 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 politics without being seriously briefed and seriously on point when it comes to the issues that you're going to raise. And if indeed there is confirmation that that exchange occurs, uh, between the Russian Foreign Minister and the Foreign Secretary. Uh, it, it is an open trap into which uh, the Foreign Secretary has fallen. And, uh, you know, Anthony Blinken, the Secretary of State, who has been absolutely around all of these foreign policy issues for decades, uh, would never have fallen into a similar uh, trap like that, deliberately set, as it appears to have been, by the Russian Foreign Minister. And, and so, you know, when you say to yourself, well, what kind of conversation actually takes place between Liz Truss, who through no fault of her own is not, you know, not particularly steeped in international affairs. That's not where her career has taken her. Uh, and the Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, I mean, I think inevitably the judgment from uh, the government here in Washington is that, uh, you know, there are probably other figures in Europe uh, who are going to be more reliable in terms of uh, assisting the United States and providing information and, and, and some of the minutiae and the nuance of what they've learned on their travels. And let's finish, Simon, um, with <laughs> our conversation about international uh, <laughs> reputation um, uh, by talking about Donald Trump in a toilet. Yeah, let's just finish with um, the uh, the fact that uh, the United States is no stranger uh, to making headlines for all the wrong reasons. And today, uh, it is news uh, that the former, or a claim uh, contained in a new book, that the former President Donald Trump, uh, who we already know, uh, tore up a large number uh, of government documents
documents and presidential papers, so much so that when many of these papers were delivered recently to the National Archives, they had to be pieced back together uh, by archives staff. Well, it turns out, according to a new book by the former White House correspondent of the New York Times, now one of its uh, senior uh, editorial figures, Maggie Haberman, uh, Donald Trump was actually also in the habit of flushing some of these papers down his own personal White House toilet. I learned that staff in the White House residence would periodically find the, the toilet clogged. The engineer would have to come and, and fix it. And what the engineer would find would be wads of, you know, clumped up print, wet printed paper, um, and, you know, meaning it was not toilet paper this was this was either notes or some other piece of paper that you know he they believe that he had thrown down the toilet she says this happened more than once she says she can't be specific about what the items were she said they could have been post-it notes they could have been letters uh, they could have been computer printouts she doesn't know uh, donald trump has vigorously denied all of this categorically denying it in a statement issued uh, this morning never thought we'd see a former president of the united states have to deny that he flushed presidential papers down a toilet. But uh, there we are, it's 2022, and what a joy to be alive it is. Um, he also uh, insists that his relationship with the National Archives and Record uh, Administration uh, is very, very positive, that there's tremendous mutual respect between them, even though we know that the National Archives is now seeking a legal probe over the fact that 15 boxes of papers that should have been delivered to the National Archives, including the letters that President Trump exchanged with North Korean strongman Kim Jong-un instead of washing up at the National Archives after the Trump administration came to an end, somehow found their way to Mar-a-Lago, where the National Archives recently had to go and uh, collect them. So there is definitely trouble in the relationship between Donald Trump and the National Archives and also all sorts of very curious behaviour regarding his oversight and preservation of documents that legally he is required to submit to the National uh, Archives and Records Administration. All right, Simon, thank you very much for that roundup. That's our Washington correspondent, Simon Marks, there, live for us across the pond in the US. It's just gone half past six right here in the UK.